Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back. All right, today we are going to keep talking about all of those different ways that you've tried to lose weight. (laughs) All right, so we've already talked about elimination diets and exercise and uh, developing a food plan, which many of you have relied on other people telling you your food plan, but I want to continue to encourage you to develop your own food plan. And then now today we're going to focus on all the different counting methods. So how many of you have done some counting in your lifetime. And I know right now for a fact that there is a ton of you out there who are ex-weight watchers. How many of you counted some points in your day, right? Or what about you diehard macronutrient counters? How many of you know exactly how many carbs, proteins, and fats are going into your mouth at any given point? <laughs> and of course, how many of you out there are super extremely diligent at checking every single nutrition label for the calorie count. You know how many calories are in every freaking sip or bite of food that you ever consume, right? You are on to the manufacturers about their whole serving size thing, and you are willing to weigh and measure all the foods if it means that you're gonna lose weight. But the real question is, how is all of that counting working for you? Where are you at today because of all of that work that you've put in? And I know that you've been able to lose weight. All of these different methods have resulted in weight loss, right? All those calorie-restricted diets, the point systems, these carefully guided food plans, they have been successful to some degree. You've probably lost 10, 20, maybe some of you even 50 pounds before. But 100% of the time, that weight has just come back right back, like immediately. But that's not even the problem, right? It's just when the weight comes back, then with each of these different diets, more gets tagged on, right? You're heavier after than when you started. Starting one of these diets at this point is kind of risky, right? Because you can't let yourself get bigger. You're already at your max weight, This is unacceptable, but here you are. You're confused why nothing ever sticks. You're confused why your body just seems to hold on to food that you put into your mouth, right? And you're confused why it takes so freaking long to lose weight even when it feels like you're having no fun with your food, you're hungry all the time, you're doing all the right things, you're eating all the right things. So today, I want to break down the good and the bad, about calorie counting, about points counting, about any type of counting. And then I want you to decide from that space, after knowing everything, I want you to decide if counting is something that you want to continue using in your future. So when it comes to counting, any method, doesn't really matter. What is the point? And of course, 
This is just simply to keep track of what's going in so that you can compare it to what's going out. Because calories in is supposed to equal calories out every single time, right? It's a fail-safe equation. Scientists say it's accurate, so naturally it has to be. But this just doesn't seem to be your reality. You eat 100 calories and somehow gain two pounds. And this is totally not fair because two pounds is supposed to be like 700 or no, 7,000 calories. And you know for a fact that you didn't overdo it that much. So with calorie counting, it just, it seems to be getting very frustrating, right? So then, of course, maybe the natural progression is, okay, I'm going to start counting macronutrients. Maybe you're just not eating the right types of food. Maybe quantity is not the problem, but now it's the right types of food, right? Maybe you need to be a little bit more specific about when and how much of each types of foods that you're eating. So then you carefully find someone to tell you the exact percentages that you need to eat. And in all of their marketed glorious wisdom, they tell you to eat, okay, you need to have 25% fat, 25% protein, and 50% carbs. Or maybe somebody else says, no, no, no. Okay, you need to have 30% fat and 30% protein and 40% carbs, right? But what's interesting to notice is that this method is still based in calorie counting, right? You're just making sure to count your macros in addition to keeping things within a very particular calorie range. We're still falling into that category, that equation of calories in equals calories out. There's just now this added layer of difficulty and confusion and guesswork. Then when this invariably doesn't work consistently, there's an additional layer that you fall back on. Now this new layer, this new level of calorie counting, it looks like someone else straight up providing you with the foods that you need to eat. This is the old medical weight loss program, right? Those fake food-based, very low-calorie diets, Nutrisystem, Jenny Craig, whatever the thing, this is like you're saying, yes, I want to eat within a certain calorie range. Yes, I agree that macronutrients are important, but no, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to do any counting, and I just want someone to tell me what to do so I can 100% be sure I'm going to lose the weight for good. But we're still living in that realm of calorie counting. This is like the calories in versus calories out, which when you look through the lens of inflammation, it is just not an equation that consistently works. So what is good about calorie counting? For those of you out there, for whatever reason, if you're listening to this podcast and you have no idea (laughs) the amount of food that you're eating, Keeping a very careful food journal and measuring and counting your foods for a few weeks might be incredibly eye-opening for you. For many of us, though, we are raised within, like when you're kids, okay? Or maybe if you have a family who never really had any weight issues and you didn't have a mom who constantly counted calories, maybe some of you are in a specific family culture or you have specific food portion sizes and food quantities and types, and what you eat for your meals is just kind of what's considered to be normal for you. You don't even know what normal is. 
So in this context, it can be very informative to just figure out what the heck is normal for you. Like what's your baseline intake? And then just use that information to compare it to what you currently weigh and the weight trend that you might currently be on. And maybe even once every few years, it might be really valuable for you to keep a calorie count for a few weeks. I'm not talking endless calorie count for a few weeks just to see if your calibration scale is getting a little rusty, right? Because maybe some of you don't really remember what a half a cup of potatoes looks like. Because slowly, month by month, that cup of potatoes has been getting one spoonful bigger each time. (laughs) But friends, because I know you're listening to this podcast, I know that this is not you. You are not a baby deer just learning how to stand for the first time when it comes to weight loss. You know calories, you know macros, and you know exactly what other people say is your appropriate calorie range to eat within. Don't try to fool yourself here, okay? I know I'm talking to you. So the good and the amazingly beneficial thing about being new to calorie counting is that it holds space for curiosity. I wonder what I'm eating. Let's figure this out. There's like this, like, let's pull the veil over from my eyes and see what I'm eating, right? That's when calorie counting is really beneficial, super valuable. But when you're using calorie counting and macronutrient counting against yourself, and now I'm talking to you, okay? Now you've shifted more into that space of unsustainable behaviors. Notice the energy that you feel when you're measuring out your food, when you're checking your labels, when you're tallying up all those daily calories. What's the primary energy that you're operating out of? Is it resistance? Is it frustration? Is it pressure, defeat, anxiety, confusion, shame, fear, desperate control, right? Maybe this emotion is being driven by thoughts like, if I stop counting my weight, it's going to go up even faster. I have to keep a lid on this somehow, right? This is you. You might have noticed that counting calories kind of sucks. It's really not fun. It feels uncomfortable. And on top of that, it's not working, right? Curiosity is not at all present in this situation. And really what it is, is it's just discomfort and pain. So let's talk about what's going on that's leading to your weight gain. So the primary reason I would say why counting anything doesn't work is just simply because it's not fun. It sucks. Every single one of you would agree counting anything sucks. And if this is what you are relying on, to keep you consistently losing weight, chances are you are not having a good time. (laughs) And you're especially not enjoying the part of there never being an end in sight. Every time you stop counting, you gain weight. So you're pretty much stuck counting calories, stuck counting points, stuck counting macros for the rest of your life unless you invest in a program that just provides the food for you, right? And that food sucks. It's not yummy. It's equally not fun. But what it does and what is the draw, the desire of it, is it it offers you a temporary break from counting, which it might be nice for a bit, right? But this is not sustainable. And inevitably, as you've noticed in the past, that's when the weight 
creeps back on. You have to have fun during weight loss. Life is supposed to be a little bit of fun, guys. Like, let's just stop the shenanigans, okay? But what's interesting to notice is that when there's a focus on counting nutrients, there is a shift away from listening to your body. You eat a certain amount of calories at a certain time because that's what you're supposed to do. And really, you're probably just seeing how little that you can eat and just not be hungry anymore because we all know that that's the goal, right? How little can I eat? How fast can I lose weight? You have stopped listening to your hunger cues. You aren't listening to your full cues. And you probably aren't even listening to the symptoms that may or may not be occurring as a result of eating some of those crappy foods. You're just eating calories, you're just avoiding calories, or you're just trying to stay within this little box of calories in order for you to lose weight according to a stupid equation that doesn't work. But what this also creates in you is confusion when you still have calories left that you don't really want to eat, but now you're terrified, right? Because you can't leave calories on the table because you might go into starvation mode, right? Because if you don't eat enough calories, you will go into starvation mode. Or there's frustration when you've already eaten all of your daily calories that you're allotted, right? And it's only two o'clock. Now you're freaking, you're hungry. And you only have lettuce and celery, like a stick of celery, maybe some ice cubes that you can have for dinner. Counting calories, it just doesn't really account for life's variables. Or it doesn't really account for your body's natural fluctuations, that happen day to day. Sometimes you just need more food and that's okay. And sometimes you just really don't need that much food and that's okay too. It's okay to change things up a bit when your body is telling you this information. But when you're locked into this calorie range of, oh, that's too much, you're gonna gain weight. Oh, that's too little, you're gonna go into starvation mode. It's really easy to stop listening to this information and just like blindly you know, close your eyes and la, 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 it's okay. And then just like put your head in the sand and keep within that certain calorie range anyway. And then when you believe, of course, that calories in equals calories out, that's when you have started to exercise in order to earn the right to have more calories. I know that we talked about this last week, but so many of you view exercise this way because you're stuck in this mentality of calories in equals calories out. And if your watch said that you burned 500 calories, guess what that means, right? You get to eat an extra 500 calories that day. You get rewarded for your exercise efforts. And this is such crap friends. Come on, please. Let's stop thinking like this. Exercise, it is not your fast track ticket to have the right to swing into Starbucks or to swing into your favorite drive through restaurant on your way home. Exercise is so much more than calories just being expended. And more importantly, if you're not hungry and don't consume those extra 300 calories at the end of the day, guess what? you're probably not going to have this immediately slowed metabolism and go into starvation mode where now all of a sudden your metabolism is 500 calories a day. There's no formula for how much you should be eating. As much as people want to market this to you and tell you that there is absolutely a formula for how much you should be eating, there's no magic recipe of macronutrients that you need to stick to. 
There's no recipe for a magic number of calories. The only thing that's important is deciding what goals you want to achieve, hypothesizing a calorie range or a food plan or I really don't even want you to think about a calorie range. I just want you to hypothesize a food plan that's going to work for you. And then I want you to test this theory as you listen to your body's response to that plan. Food is not a reward and it's not a punishment. And you, when you remain in that belief that calories in equals calories out, what that's going to do is you're naturally going to fall into this mentality, which is going to keep you trapped in a framework of losing weight, that doesn't work and it keeps you from being in tune with your body. So another way that counting food, counting anything, keeps you trapped in a weight struggle is this idea that calories are created equal, right? And I know this isn't your first rodeo, right? I know that you, 100% of you know for a fact that there's a difference between eating an apple and eating a half a cup of sugar, right? That's like, oh my God, an apple's totally different than a piece of cake. That's what the news always says. We all know that, right? That one's easy. But then when you kind of adopt this mindset subconsciously that like calories are created equal, the natural progression is that you're going to start believing that a protein bar is the same as eating a piece of meat and sweet potatoes for lunch. They're the same calories. They're the same protein, right? And this bar, oh my God, it's so much easier, right? And I think I'm just going to have the bar. You just start to naturally gravitate towards what's easy because they're the same calories. They're the same macronutrient component anyway when you break it down. But now you've once again shifted away from listening to your body or even deciding what you want your life to look like. Do you want to eat processed food that was well marketed to fool you into thinking that it's healthy? Is this what you want your life to look like? If so, how often do you want to trade a bar for a meal of real food? How does this food, this processed bar, How does it make you feel when you have it multiple days in a row compared to how you feel when you have real foods multiple days in a row? Is it the same? Is it worse? Is it better? I don't know. Only you're going to know this, right? And if you don't want to eat processed bars or shakes for the rest of your life, why would you settle into eating in a pattern where you depend on them? Do you like your reasons why you are including this fake food into your life? Or is it just you believing that these calories, they're equal anyway, right? I'm having the same amount of protein. I might as well do what's easy, right? I want you to be on to yourself, friends. And I really want you to make sure that you like the reasons behind each and every one of your actions as you go through your weight loss journey. Another pitfall that I commonly see of calorie and macronutrient counting is centered around you perfectionists out there. If you are the person who keeps a very strict limit on your calories, you follow your diet plan 100%, you you can't just stop obsessing over every single food that goes into your mouth. Even on days when you try not to count, you still find yourself obsessing, like subconsciously counting your calories. How many calories was that? Does this fit in my day? 
How, how many calories do I have left? Oh my God, what if I run out early? What if I don't use enough? What, what if I get offered to go out to lunch and I already calculated in my calories for the lunch I brought? Holy crap, what if something changes and, and, and I don't know how to handle it? Come on, how many of you out there spin like that? You have a brain that's just constantly like, what if, what if, I'm gonna gain weight, I'm gonna gain weight, right? You perfectionist, you use calorie counting against yourself to the degree that it causes you to spin in anxiety. Your thoughts about food are all over the freaking place. And all of these thoughts are centered around control. You have to control all the variables. And if you don't, what's going to happen, right? You're going to fail. You're going to gain weight. If you go over your calories, you failed. If you go under calories, you failed. You drum up any thought to make yourself feel bad. And in the process, you create anxiety and these emotional binge moments of screw this. I'm going to eat whatever I want, right? This is not a sustainable way of thinking. And It's no wonder you keep gaining the weight back when you're counting calories. You've stopped listening to your body. And additionally, you've given away all of your authority over your brain. So in this context, if this is you, this perfectionist mentality, this is where you have essentially cued all of the inflammation here. And that's just limiting all of your ability to even be able to lose weight. And here's what... Oh, this is where I kind of want to wrap up my reasons for why calorie counting is just not a very useful way to lose weight. When you do, when you're a counter of any type of nutrient, what you do is you completely miss your ability to listen to whether your hunger is coming from true hunger or if it's coming from emotional hunger. Friends, I really, I need you to begin to learn these subtle differences. When you just are eating because a calorie is a calorie and you don't spend time assessing how your foods are making you feel, when you don't spend time assessing when you're hungry or when you're satiated, when you're satisfied, when you don't really need food, when you don't spend time listening to your body, you also are not building that relationship and trust with your body. Your body is always trying to give you valuable information about the status of your internal systems. But so often we're way too busy to notice or care any of this information. It's just being like in one ear and out the other. And I I would even argue that it's not even going in one ear. It's just going like blindly over your head. When you don't build that relationship and that trust with your body, that when your body talks, that you're going to listen to it, then you don't actually know what it feels like to be hungry. You don't notice sometimes that when you eat a food that normally satisfies you, and you notice that it, it's not satisfying you. And then you just keep searching and having and, and going to that pantry trying to eat more in order to fill that hunger void. You might miss those subtle cues that you're trying to fill emotional hunger with physical food. You don't notice that for some reason this like incredibly calorie dense food isn't stopping or even slowing your hunger cues. 
And then you start looking for that villain of your story because obviously you've been wronged in some way, right? Obviously your body's hunger cues, they must be broken. Obviously you don't process calories like other people. You're broken and you you have to count calories and be strict with yourself or else you're going to end up in weight gain, right? To no end. Friends, if you want to lose weight sustainably, you have to begin listening to your body. And this starts by stopping all counting methods of food that goes into your mouth. And I want you to then begin to listen to the thoughts that your brain is offering up to you. And I want you to begin to listen to the subtle symptoms that your body is showing you each and every day. For some of you, those symptoms at this point, they're not super subtle anymore. Your body is pretty much screaming at you. It's like, dude, help me. I am breaking here, right? And it's because of that food that you're putting into your face all the time. When you start to listen to your body and be kind to your body as you try to lose weight, that's when everything will change for you. When I tell my clients not to count calories, not to measure out portion sizes, not to even give me an estimated amount, I am always met with fear and surprise, right? What do you mean, Carly? You're not going to tell me what to eat? You're not going to even yell at me when I eat too much? (laughs) No, of course not. That's your body's job, right? And it's your job to learn how to listen to yourself, not to listen to someone else's opinion about what you're eating. This is where counting calories and following calorie-restricted protocols have done you dirty in the past, right? They take you out of the equation. They stop you from completely listening to you, right? And if you truly have no idea what you're eating, or if you want that two-week calibration, right? This is where you... Let's, let's do some calorie counting, right? Let's check those macronutrients. If this truly is you and you kind of like are at a loss, I wonder how many calories I'm eating, right? But if you're trying to lose weight sustainably in a way where you're promoting well-being and longevity, today is the day to stop calorie counting. Stop counting. Start listening. And of course, you also need to book your free consult so that we can hash things out, Okay. Where have all these diets done you dirty in the past? What is going on with your unique situation? Are you even ready for an intensive program that's going to teach you how to be healthy as a sustainable lifestyle? Are you ready to base your food and interventions on your lab-based tests to learn your body, to dig into your patterns of thinking, and to piece your health together like a puzzle that's waiting to be solved? If this is you, please head on over to yourlivinghealth.com, book your consult right now. Space is limited, and actually they're filling up quite quickly as of recent. So you are awesome. Please stop counting your calories, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. All right, bye. Hey, change is hard, and doing it without professional guidance can make it seem impossible. If you're willing to do the work, I can make your path to longevity straight and strategic. Take the first step, head on over to yourlivinghealth.com 
and book your free consult so we can chat about your unique situation. And please take a second or two and leave me a review. Thank you for your interest in reducing your chronic inflammation and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.